the Mastivize Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, a show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I have Sean Hooley with me. We have a variety of news today. We have, looks like we have some C-suite appointments and even some studies and some some recalls. So what do you have for us, Sean? Yeah, plenty of good stuff. We've got news of a former Medtronic executive joining Foresight Robotics, ITAN Medical named new CFO. Philips enrolled its first patients in a stroke diagnosis study. Endologics completed the first procedures using its detour system. And there was a defibrillator recall from Medtronic. So wide range of stuff to, to dig into. Let's just get it going then. What's the first thing that we should know for today? First thing is that a former Medtronic executive joined Foresight Robotics as its chief financial officer. So the company's adding some significant experience to its leadership team. And who has been appointed as CFO and what is some of their career history? Sharon Levita is set to become the next CFO of Foresight in September. She's got 20 years of experience, having most recently served as the business development and strategy leader for Medtronic's cranial and spinal technologies operating unit. She also served as VP of Business Operations and Medtronic's site lead in Israel, formerly at Mazor Robotics. She spent a decade there before Medtronic bought it for $1.7 billion uh, in 2018. So plenty of experience, strong background coming into Foresight. Definitely. And it sounds like this company could be well positioned to drive growth, secure investments and further develop their robotic platforms. How did Foresight Robotics choose to appoint her? Well, Dr. Joseph Nathan, the co-founder, president and chief medical officer at Foresight, called Levita a proven leader, said that her dedication to driving forward healthcare innovation was a driving factor in them selecting her as their next CFO went on to say her expertise in vast management experience in global medical technology companies from developing successful go-to-market strategies to expanding global partnerships are unparalleled and aligned with the company's vision. Companies thrilled to welcome her to the team as they continue advancing the development of its surgical robotics platform. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Next thing is that Philips enrolled the first patients in its stroke diagnosis and treatment trial in France and the U.S., the company recently had some positive study data on the cost effectiveness of this approach to treating stroke. So this could potentially bring more good news with more evidence from the clinical trials. What will the trial evaluate? It'll evaluate whether a direct to angio suite or DTAS workflow can improve outcomes for early time window stroke patients, comparing the method to conventional approach that uses a diagnostic MR or CT scan before transferring the patient to the angio suite. So you briefly touched on it. What is that DTAS approach? So it combines stroke diagnosis and treatment in a single angio suite session. Philips enables this with its Conebeam CT imaging tool, which integrates the interventional angio suite systems like the image-guided Zurion platform, something we've covered a lot at Mass Device. For instance, in France, the first treated patient had a severe stroke and arrived directly at the hospital. Patient went straight to the angio suite where within 30 minutes, the doctor began the procedure to remove the blood clot in the brain after the patient's condition improved significantly, according to Phillips. So it, it could definitely improve efficiency and outcomes for patients. Interesting. And enrolling patients in multiple countries gives Phillips the ability to gather diverse data and insights that can potentially enhance that stroke diagnosis and treatment. What do executives at the company think? Well, they're obviously very excited. Dr. Atul Gupta, the chief medical officer for image-guided therapy at Philips, said the company believes its approach holds the promise of saving critical minutes and preserving invaluable brain function. 
He added that while the outcomes of numerous single-center studies have already validated the belief it's essential to conduct a multi-center clinical trial for the magnitude and scope to ascertain the DTAS approach as a benchmark in stroke care. And it looks like our next bit of news is some more C-suite appointments. That's right. Another CFO as well as ITAN Medical appointed chief financial officer. The drug delivery tech company is also bringing in someone with more than two decades of experience. So who has been appointed to that role and what is some of their career background? ITAN appointed Shaul Sharoni as its new chief financial officer. Sharoni's held a number of CFO positions across private and public organizations spanning both medical device and digital health industries. He actually led a successful initial public offering at Itamar Medical and brings a proven track record of implementing effective financial strategies, according to the company. What are some of his new responsibilities upon his appointment? His duties include overseeing all financial operations, including strategic financial planning, budgeting, forecasting, and financial reporting. ITAN says Sharoni's position plays a crucial role in managing investor relations and driving growth, and he's also responsible for ensuring the long-term success of the company within this dynamic healthcare industry. So how does this appointment contribute to ITAN's growth and long-term success? The company said his, his specialties include driving growth and profitability, probably referring to that IPO that he completed earlier in his career, but makes him an ideal fit for the company, according to ITAN. And Shao uh, ITAN, the CEO of ITAN Medical, said, Sharoni's extensive financial background, deep understanding of the medtech and digital health sectors will be invaluable as ITAN scales its business, continues to expand its global presence, and develop innovative solutions that improve patient care. What's the next thing that we should know for today? The next thing is that Endologics completed the first procedures using its detour system to kick off its U.S. launch. Pretty big milestone for the company ahead of what is most likely a major product launch. What is the DETOUR system used for, and when did it receive FDA approval? DETOUR is used in percutaneous transmural arterial bypass, or PTAB, to treat peripheral arterial disease, or PAD. It treats complex PAD by allowing physicians to bypass lesions in the superficial femoral artery by using stents routed through the femoral vein to restore blood flow to the leg. The FDA only approved it just last month. And where did it begin rollout? For the rollout, Endologics collaborated with the Cleveland Clinic and the Salinas Valley Health Medical Center. So this obviously seems like an exciting development for the company. Absolutely. Dr. Matt Thompson, Endologics president and CEO, said the company is delighted to bring Detour into clinical use. He said that Detour system is a pivotal addition to Endologics' product portfolio, which now offers differentiated therapies for both abdominal aortic aneurysms and PAD. The successful introduction at these leading institutions underscores our commitment to continuing to innovate on behalf of patients, he said. And what's the last thing that we should know for today? The last thing is that Medtronic recalled certain implantable cardiac defibrillators due to potential low energy output. It's a serious recall, class one from the FDA, for nearly 350,000 heart implants. Which devices are affected by this recall? Medtronic's recall affects implantable cardiac defibrillators, or ICDs, and cardiac resynchronization therapy defibrillators, CRTDs. I'll list them off, so bear with me, but they are the Cobalt XT, Cobalt, and Chrome ICDs and CRTDs, plus the Claria MRI, Amplia MRI, Compia MRI, Viva, and Brava CRTDs. Also affects the Vizia AF, Vizia AF MRI, Avera, Avera MRI, Primo MRI, and Miro MRI ICDs. A lot of models involved there. Why were they recalled? 
Medtronic recalled the ICDs and CRTDs manufactured after 2017 with a glassed feed-through. These specific devices may deliver low or no energy output when high-voltage therapy is needed. This occurs due to the inappropriate activation of the short-circuit protection feature. According to the FDA, the issue becomes more likely for devices with a glassed feed-through configured to deliver therapy in the AX to B pathway. A reduced energy shock or no shock at all may fail to correct a life-threatening arrhythmia, could lead to cardiac arrest, other serious injury or death. Additional risks of harm occur if a patient with one of these devices requires additional surgical procedures to remove and replace it. Have there been any incidents related to the devices so far? Medtronic reports 28 incidents, 22 injuries, and no deaths related to the issue. In total, the company recalled 348,616 devices in the U.S. since initiating the recall on May 10th of this year. Those affected devices were distributed between October 13th, 2017 and June 9th of this year. Well, that's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for coming on, giving us your insights. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website. Check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on Twitter at Danielle underscore Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H, and the same name on LinkedIn. What about you, Sean? Find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Thank you.